May only your word be spoken, O Lord. May only your word be heard. Amen. I don't remember the first time I heard the story of Jesus sleeping through a terrible windstorm at sea and then silencing the storm with a word. But I imagine it went something like this. I heard the story and went, wow, how did he do that? Well, I was told Jesus is God. Oh, okay. See, I was never all that amazed by Jesus miracles, not because his miracles weren't amazing, but because I was starting from a place of believing Jesus is God. So it seemed totally natural that Jesus could control the weather and heal people, multiply food. Jesus being God made all of this everything. Jesus laid the foundations of the world. When the morning stars sang together and the heavenly beings shouted for joy. So, of course, there was nothing that Jesus couldn't do. So going from belief about Jesus and then hearing that Jesus could control the weather with a word, I figured, well, yeah, of course. For the disciples, on the other hand, Jesus controlling the weather was rather mind blowing. Who is this then, they asked, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Rather than starting from a place of believing Jesus to be God, they were gradually coming to know who Jesus was, and they had barely scratched the surface. Like Job, when God said of him, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? The disciples, though they knew Jesus well, were also realizing the enormous Depths they had yet even begin to plumb. We're a bit like this with everyone we know. My brother Kevin and I are identical twins. We have the same DNA. We grew up together. We're very close. We know each other very well. And still, if we plumb the depths long enough, we're going to get to places that I, neither one of us knows. We would begin darkening counsel by words without wisdom. We can know people our entire lives and still be surprised by them. There are always greater depths we can plumb, new awarenesses and understandings of each other to discover. So being that that is the case for other human beings, we have to admit that our understanding and knowledge of God is somewhat limited. I love Anglican under, under, understatement. Our knowledge of God is somewhat limited. God is known and has been revealed to us, and God is a mystery. Whenever we try to define God too much, we end up with God's response to Job, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? We think we know God, and sometimes we construct rather tight models of God and have rules of how and who and what God is. And then something happens that we can't quite fit into our tightly constructed God understanding box. And our models of God come crashing down. Far from a disaster, this means that we get to plumb even further the depths of who God is. 
When our understandings of God prove insufficient, we get to be the disciples in the boat wondering of Jesus, who is this then that even the winds and the seas obey him? As I said at the beginning, as a child, simply hearing Jesus is good is God was enough for me to say, oh, OK. To the question of how Jesus could control the weather with a word, of course he could. He was God. Through further decades of study and plumbing the depths, I have still barely scratched the surface of much of anything more. Though I have brought about a lot of helpful questions and come to a greater heart knowledge of who Jesus is. God is still a vast mystery, and yet I have come to experience God as goodness and love, as healing and freedom. I believe we are called to accept and embrace the mystery of God and to be content with what we can say we know. God is love sounds simple enough. But what force or action on earth has greater depth or mystery than love? God is good. We don't always know what that means. But we can trust God's goodness and give up some of our need for and our illusion of control. Here's what I know personally. When I spend time in prayer and meditation seeking God's will and setting aside my own efforts at control, I find peace and unity with people and within myself that I don't otherwise find. Who is this that brings such peace and unity to life and relationships? God, whom I don't fully know. And that's enough for me. Accepting some knowledge of God, as well as the great mystery of God, I get to see God all around. In the beauty of creation, in the air, in the skies, the trees, the water, the air conditioning units that aren't quite working at the time. Seeing God everywhere in the earth brings greater awe for all that is around me, greater respect and a greater desire to honor the earth and how I live. Seeing God in others helps me to see each person's beauty and to want to give them respect and honor them and how I live. We see in Jesus' teachings and actions that that is his desire for us. Now, I don't understand how all of that works. But I accept it as true because it is beautiful and because the fruits of that belief are greater peace and love and greater honor towards others and to the earth. Accepting some of these mysteries of God brings the very love and healing and freedom which I believe God to be. Looking at another mystery of God, how can Jesus be fully human and fully God? How is it that Jesus could calm the storm with a word? On the one hand, what can't God do? On the other hand, how exactly does that work? God being everywhere in all creation and also in that one person. I don't know, and I don't need to fully understand it. 
I don't need to understand how God was specifically there in the human being, Jesus, while also being fully present as the Holy Trinity in the heavenly places, while also being in and through all of creation in the known universe and beyond. I don't get it. And I don't need to get it. I don't need to fully understand how we are both here living finite mortal lives on this earth And we are at the same time with God in the heavenly places, fully united to one another in Christ. Paul writes about this in his letter to the Ephesians. We are with God in the heavenly places and here on earth. And I don't know how that works. On this Father's Day, however, I think about my dad who is in the heavenly places, united with God in Christ, who died six years ago. I still miss him. And I have joy because I believe that, like Paul wrote, I'm not just waiting here on earth to be with my dad again. I'm already there with him in the heavenly places. Now, that's a mystery of God beyond my comprehension. But I don't have to understand it. I believe it. And that's enough. How does connecting with God through prayer and meditation, connecting with God through people, connecting with God through nature, how does any of that bring love and healing and freedom? How are we both here and with God in the heavenly places at the same time? How does all of that work? How does God make all of that happen? Well, I've got the same answer as my parents had for me when I was a kid asking, how did Jesus calm the storm? He's God. So then I can figure, oh, okay then. Goodness, love, healing, freedom. Of course God can do all of that.